afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world and everything is great. Um, it's like a week to Christmas now. I think exactly this time next week will be like Christmas Eve, you know. And um, yeah, that's great, I guess. Um, so... I think, you know, first of all, I, I'm, I'm grateful to God for, um, for the first time in a very long time, I actually like went away for Christmas and I think I'm sort of like liking the fact that I'm, I'm away, even though I sort of like miss home and the stuff we would be doing at home as well, but I, I also sort of like, I'm grateful to God for, you know, having the opportunity to do this. And um, I think I'm just, you know, I I like this time of the year because there's almost like a sense of <laughs> accomplishment in the fact that you you survived the year. You know what I mean? I don't know if you feel that way, but it's like, wow, okay, I made it this year. You know, I don't know. That's 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 the way I feel, and I feel thankful. I feel really, 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 really thankful to God. Um, you know, I keep referring to how the last few years had been, and sometimes, you know, people may be like, oh, she's still in the trauma of the situation or whatever, but I think it's important, just like, you know, the children of Israel, when they were delivered from Egypt, they kept referring, even till today. People still refer to it, because... And I think that's some. I think that's the problem sometimes with some of us, like me, from the part of the world that I am in. We do not keep a memorial enough. We do not keep the things that we should keep in remembrance enough. Even God remembers His covenant. He remembers. He remembers what He planned to do for man at the beginning. He's, in fact, it is the fact that He has chosen to remember and not to forget what he intended man and the earth to be. That is what has motivated his redemption plan in Jesus and the fact that Jesus will return again to come and make all things back. This earth will still go back to the garden of Eden expression that God had. No matter how long evil reigns on this earth, no matter how much it makes it look as though this world will continue the way it is, God has not forgotten his original plan. The Bible says he has even opened a book of remembrance for all of us. Both for the evil that we, we may have done and that which others have done to us and that which, you know, he remembers and the good as well. I mean, clearly. So if God himself keeps things in remembrance, who are we to think that the past doesn't matter? It matters. And I think that's the lie that we're told in all these self you know affirmation things we always be like oh yeah the bible does tell us not to dwell in the past i mean in philippians we're told to forget the past and press forward so what he's saying is don't be held back by your past but by all means do not forget the benefits of the lord and that's what i think psalm 103 says it says forget not and bless the lord all my soul and forget not his benefits who he let 
my diseases um, and crowns me with loving kindness. So what he was telling, you know, the psalmist was telling himself is that remember the good things that the Lord has done. Forget, do not forget his benefit. And that's really what I'm talking about now. I, I keep on, I remember many, you know, during that period of tribulation, when the years, the ending of the year was about, it was like, in fact, there was no difference for those two, three years. I, in fact, maybe I need to go back to my journals to really see what was different. But the prayer was, it was in a way, it was like, okay, it was similar in that you are thanking God that you survived, but it's like, God, you, you just didn't know what to pray for. In fact, yeah, that was the thing. That was the thing. I, I, it, it was, it was more like God just helped me. You know, you know when your life is so, you are going through stuff so much that there is no other prayer other than help. There was no other. There was no, you know, no time to be talking. No, this one I want. This I want that. It was just save me, God save me. Thank you for not allowing me to drown. Save me. That's you know the difference between when you are going through a life-threatening situation and any other situation that is you know there is physical life-threatening and then there is emotional life. In fact, let's just say you know, and then okay, some are not life-threatening but they are let's just say status-threatening. Uh-huh. So status-threatening is different from life-threatening. Like for instance, I can be having difficulty paying my rent is different from I'm being evicted. Or I'm going to be homeless tonight. Or I'm already homeless, you know. <laughs> so there's the threat, and then there's the there's the okay. I have a great spirit to pay my rent, but there's I'm being evicted, which is, you know, I mean, yeah. The urgency, the severity, the impact, <laughs> is completely different from when you are owing rent to when you are being evicted. Even though both of them are like, you know, but it's possible to be owing rent and you're not evict- being evicted. But when you are being evicted, threat of homelessness in the city, particularly if you have. You know, in fact, I don't even know. There's certain things that should not even happen. So, yeah, so that's the what I'm talking about. When things become so severe, so urgent, that you just need intervention. You need intervention. And in this case, what we needed was divine intervention. It was a... I don't want to forget that time because I don't want anything that will make me forget what God delivered me from and what I went through and what I learned about the devil, about evil, about wickedness, about the kingdom of darkness and the journey that God set me on. I don't want to forget. I want that to be my origin story in this second phase. And I'm really getting, I'm beginning to understand the power of having an origin, a personal story. One thing that I have said in previous musings was that Was that I realized that this period gave me a spiritual reset because I think my life had become so you know my Christian journey had become so convoluted I had been saved for so long that I didn't have a born-again story anymore and I know that that sounds very odd but you know when you've been born again for so long that <laughs> you can't even remember what you were like before you got saved so there's no story anymore because I got saved, you know, really quite young. 
and I'd always been religious. So it wasn't, I didn't have a clear-cut born-again story. And I'm just realizing that now. Even though I struggled, I always wanted to have one, but I, I didn't because I was born a Christian to a Christian home. I've always loved God, Jesus. Yes, there was a time then I sort of like became more serious and then got born again and all that, but the difference, the before and the after, was not obvious apparently. You know what I mean? It's not like other people I was drinking, I was like, I never did those things, you know. So, but this phase god knew that i needed I, you know stories are very important stories are very important because it, it, the mind needs something to anchor itself to so for me god has now given me a, an origin story in this my next second phase of my work with him which is my rededication work i was saved i've been saved for decades but in the last three years, I've, I've been on a dead journey of rededication and reconsecration to the Lord. And it's something that is coming from within. So outwardly, you do not see too much change. But, well, you do see change because I'm in Bible school. I'm reading the Bible more. But there's a lot of change inside. And in terms of my vocation, the way I'm living my life, I'm much more focused now on personal impact than church activities which is just the truth because I think that church activities are just a distraction at least for me that's what I'll say for myself because I spent a lot of time living the church activities life and there was no personal impact you know what I mean I think now I am more impactful as a person as as a human being because I now realize that I need to be impactful and God is working on me is changing me is dealing with me so I am not so much you know I'm not channeling myself into one let's just say I'm more personally impactful I don't want to say anything that makes it look like I'm discouraging people from the paths that they're on everybody follow your own path but for me this is my path now and I I find a lot of fulfillment in it I believe that this is what where God wants me to be and I trust God that if there is anything that needs to be corrected in terms of my journey or my understanding of my journey he will do it but I didn't choose this journey the journey chose me things happened to put me on this path so it wasn't like i saw my life and i just started to disrupt it life <laughs> as in my life was disrupted so and yeah and it's not something i can explain to anybody but please don't come and tell me that the journey that i did not choose is not where i should be yeah yeah i cannot but you know i can't re- i cannot but respond to the things that i have seen and the things that i have heard and I think, yes, thank you, Holy Spirit, for it. You know, I like it when the Holy Spirit chips in and says things because I see that a lot of people, they may have questions with the way in which I'm living my life, but I'm like, you you, you can't take out, you can't tell me to just plug into the way you are living your life and then I remove this entire experience. How could I have gone through this entire experience and then all of a sudden I just said that it's not going to matter. I will discountenance everything that I have seen and heard over this period. It's not possible. It's not possible because it's my journey. It's my personal story. And you are a product of your story. I'm a product of my own story. I will not force my story on you or my journey on you. But please don't force your own journey and your story on me as well. I'm on a path that is very personal. Very personal. 
and I'm, I'm guarding it jealously because I'm realizing that it is personally curated for me. You know. And I think for the best, greater part of my life, I think I was living a life that was curated based on what others curation of how my life should be I think for the first time God is allowing us me and him to decide how our life is going to be okay so I'm hearing you Holy Spirit I will obey that you have to, to do and yeah so and all the voices the kind of voices that would normally stand against the voice of God in my life God has allowed me to silence them, remove them from my space so that it's only his voice I'm hearing and the voice of the Bible, the scriptures So, and he's leading me and the funny thing is, it's delivering results and I think that's why I will not on my own remove myself from the path because the path has delivered what my other life could not deliver so before you come to me and tell me that the way I'm living my life now is not ideal and it's not God's plan for me, you have to explain to me why it has delivered, it has brought me out of the wilderness. Why it was able to address something that in my former, the way I was living before, it's not, it was not able to address. You have to explain that to me. You have to explain that. You have to help me understand why I am more impactful spiritually now. Why I feel closer to God. Why I hear Him more. How I am able to to do things, the things that I'm doing right now. How God was able to hold me even through a very deeply challenging time. How He brought me out of fire. You will have to explain to me how it was possible that the fire did not consume me. And consume those to explain to me so just like Judy Andrew said there must have been something good nothing comes from nothing nothing ever could so somewhere in my youth or childhood there must have been something something good so, what Julie Andrews was saying in that song, Sound of Music, is evil cannot come out of good. Good cannot come out of evil. So, for this kind of good thing, which she was talking about, the love of this man, to have happened to her, there must have been something good. And yes, she had a good heart. She was a good person. I understood what she was saying. So, she said, there was a seed. Something must have made this happen to me. Yes. It's not possible that the kind of deliverance I experienced in God through that situation over the last two, three years is only God that could have made it happen. So I will continue. Like I said, I didn't choose this journey. This journey chose me. And I found God on this journey. God led me on this journey. He held me on this journey. I am still walking with Him. I am still going with Him, being led with Him. I am not going to allow myself to be distracted by that which, you know, it's my journey. So I am following, I'm not going to remove myself from the path 
if God wants to take me, you know, to wherever he wants to take me, he knows how to navigate me to get me, you know, if I've gone off track, he knows how to get me back on the path. But like I said, I didn't choose this journey. My life was going in a particular direction. Stuff happened. It's like someone that was traveling on the journey and all of a sudden this horrible bird just came out of the sky and vroom. Got you off the road, you roll down, blah, 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 into the ravine. Then somebody is now telling you, why aren't you on the road? Are you crazy? Did you not see that bird? <laughs> Did you not see what happened? You understand what I'm saying? So something happened. And I got thrown off. And I was in the ravine. And nobody, I was calling, nobody on the road came to help me. And all of a sudden, this angel, or this stranger, or this person came and showed me, look, walk with me. It's not possible for you to get back onto the road. But let's walk through this, you know, road. And it took me some time to trust the person. But when I found out that, look, it's getting dark, it's getting cold, I'm wounded. How will I get help? I had to follow the person and I couldn't stay on my own and I was scared. And by the way, it's not a stranger to me. It's someone that I know. So we follow and I start following. And it's looking like, are we going to get out of this? I'll get out. But eventually, we come out onto a road. The road. We're not at the same portion that I fell off the road, but we're somewhere else. And then he begins to, he leads me to a place where he says, don't worry, we'll treat your wounds. It will take some time, but this is going to happen. And everything that he says pans out. And by the way, everything that he's saying aligns with the word of God that I already know that I trust. So it's not like I'm hearing somebody telling me to do this. He's showing me rather how to find God even in this difficult time. And it's making me realize that I can trust God and that God can be trusted. Even in this pain, in this difficulty, in this sorrow, in this uncertainty, I should still trust God. He makes me then realize that God is a God that is higher than my pain, my sorrow, my uncertainty, my fear, my, my despair. He makes me see God beyond my struggles. He enables me to cope. Not only to cope, but to overcome. And then eventually, guess what? He now even takes away the source of my pain. In the most miraculous way. After having allowed me to cope and overcome, in the midst of the pain and the sorrow, he goes even further. After I have held on to him and I have begun to trust him, he then goes even further and removes the source of the pain. So that... To even confirm even more that he is bigger and that everything that he was saying is not because he could not have removed the pain from the first day but that he wanted me to focus on the Lord that is higher than the pain so that my life will not be determined by the things that I face and that my faith will not rest in the things that happen to me but rather in the one who is higher than the things that I experience and the pains and the struggles that I face. That is the journey I have been on. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for explaining this. That's the journey I have been on. And it's so difficult to explain to people who have not been on this journey. And this is what I have found out. That people who have experienced what I'm going through, people who've gone through some very terrible things for them and found God in those in the midst of it 
they understand what I'm saying. This journey, they understand it. But for those who have not, there's nothing you tell them. Their, their mind is like, what are you talking about? You're talking rubbish. Because some people don't know that it is possible to still to be working with God, for God to be happy with you, and there is still something that is going on in your life that is physically challenging. As in, there is a major struggle that people, if they look at you, I mean, do you understand? And that, that has nothing to do with whether God is working in your life, whether you are in the will of God. It has nothing to do with anything. Because God is bigger. He's bigger than the, 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 the struggles and the pains and the sorrows of this earth. So even if that situation is still there, unresolved, God, Jesus is still Lord. God is still good. He still loves you. He's still in your life. You may even, even be in His perfect will at that point. I'm not even going to say anything more than that. I'm not going to explain it. And like I said, some people will understand what I'm saying, some will not. Because even me, what I'm saying now, I would not have understood it three, four years ago. But this song, I think, this song by Maverick City um, explained it very well. Which is why I said it's people who have gone through a certain kind of trial that will understand this. In the song by um, Promises by Naomi Rain and, um, you know, Maverick City, she said, I'll still bless you in the middle of the storm. In the middle of the road when I don't know where to go, I'll still bless you. When I'm in the middle of the road and I don't know which way to go, I'll still, I'll still bless you. I'll still bless you. I'll still bless you, Lord. I've got a reason to bless you. So what? And you know, and you say, though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn and let my heart learn. When you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. What that song, it was, even though it was talking about the promises, it was saying that even when I cannot see the fulfillment of that promise, I will still bless you. We are not called to be fair-weather Christians. We are not called to be Christians who hold God to ransom and say, except you do this. God is God. I mean, Jesus prayed to God right till then, and he went and he was crucified. Some of us, there are some things that we pray. These answers may not come till we leave this earth. In fact, I've come to realize that there are some prayers that will not be answered. The manifestation will not happen in my lifetime. And I've come to peace with it because God, God knows what is best. But he will answer the prayer. For some it will be in this age, but in, in it may not be in my lifetime. It may be in my children's lifetime or my children's 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 lifetime. For some it will be in the next age, in the new heaven and the earth, that God will fulfill that promise to them. But there is no promise that God has made that would fall to the ground. The day I realized that, I said, okay, so now I understand. I think the problem is that many of us are hinging the promises of God, not understanding that God works in a timeline that is different from our own mental timeline. And his ways, and I'm not saying that, sometimes, like in this case, what happened to me, I had gone to the point where I felt, well, God, if 
this thing, if this is how it's going to be, at least what I know that you must help me is you, you must give us the ability to deal with this. We must be able to, what I will not call, you must be with us. And the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So I took my eyes off, okay, this is what I want God to do. But I just said, your presence, you must be here. Your wisdom, you must be here. Your grace, your mercy, this will not destroy us, you know. So those are the things I handed up, uh, I hinged up. But I couldn't say whether God would take away the situation the way that I did. He surprised me actually when he did that. Because I wasn't expecting it anymore. I wasn't really. I can't really say I was. But I, but I, what I, I what I was holding on to was the purity of God. I just believe that God will, will make things right for us. And that what, the definition of what things right is, I could not say. But I just believe that somehow, I just, in fact, I stopped thinking about what God was going to do. I just started focusing on who he is. I, I, I think that's it. So that's why I cannot say that, oh, I was expecting, I can't, you know, because I had taken my eyes off the situation and I was just holding on to God. I was just looking at him. I was just, I was just saying, God is you I want. Just come, be here with me. And then he took it away <laughs> to my surprise. I'm still in shock. I'm still in shock. So it has become a memorial for me because God did more than I thought he would do because I had just felt, okay, maybe this is what we'll have to live with for, you know, I just couldn't imagine, but I thought, well, okay. And to be honest, God was even enabling us to cope with what was a very difficult situation, even though it was, ah, God, it was tough. Now, looking back, do I have any, do I wish it had not happened? Hmm. Everything that I have learned on that journey I wish I had learned it in a different way, but I am glad that I've learned it. Do you understand? I am better for that experience. Even though, if you ask me, I will not wish it on my worst enemy. Do you understand? What we went through, I won't wish it because it was psychologically. <laughs> it's only God that prevented us. God actually prevented us from that we survived it is by the grace of God. That I survived it is by the grace of God. But on the, and this is where God is, this is where God is, you know, he's just great. Because I learned a lot about life, about myself, about people around me. Things that there's no way, things that I did not know, I did not find out on my own. I could never have found out on my own. The crisis exposed a lot of things in my life. It exposed a lot of things. I now understand why the Chinese have that saying that says, may your road be rough. It's true. It's very true. Because I'm telling you, there's some things you will not find out until you have problems. That's when you know the people who are really in your corner. Do you understand? And you'll be shocked because for me, there were some people that I trusted with my life. And I did not know that they were enemies of my soul. (laughs) I trusted these people. I trusted them. Anyway, so I'm, I'm deeply appreciative to the Lord. And I'm, I'm going to be doing reflective musings for the end of the year. So really, this is what I do at the end of every year. So please pardon me if I'm not really saying anything other than being reflective. But yeah, I think this is what we do with the end of the year. We reflect. And by the last week, which reminds me, I, really, I then have to get into a period of prayer when I really begin to talk to God. Then he gives me direction for the coming year. And that sort of like sets the scene for me. 
And I would always say, please take your time to seek the face of God because I found out that those high level words that he gives to me really keeps me out of trouble. There's certain things that when people then ask me, oh, shall I come and do this or can you be a part of this? Because it's contrary to, you know, because I have a high level direction, it makes it so much easier. Because honestly, there's some things that they look good on the outside, you know. Even though you're, you'll be getting a feeling in your spirit that, I don't really think I should do this. But then because you don't have anything to hinge, hinge it on, it's not obviously sinful. In fact, it's not sinful. But then when God has given you a clear direction, and this is outside of that direction, then you don't have something to hold on to. You can be like, no, this is not what I should be doing now. I have a clear direction that this is, you know. And then you then know. And then God even, of course, will confirm that. So it just helps. For me, it's very helpful. There was a word that he, he gave me when I was leaving professional employment, my nine to five. And that word has stood true. It has helped me. Even in the decisions on how I use my time and, you know, how I use the voice that he has given me, it, it, it has helped me. Because he told me, I am taking you away because of this, because of this, because of that. It was so profound. It has, it has, it has just helped me. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Countdown to Christmas, seven days more. Time to celebrate our Lord and Savior. Jesus.